Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. But guess what? You're not alone. You may not know it now, but support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help find you a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com to explore the possibilities. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. A vast universe exists within and beyond our reality. The frequencies that we can realize with our five senses are but a tiny part of all that is real. Welcome to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, coming at you from Evansville, Indiana. Our show is always designed to bring you the parts of the world that you didn't think existed and show you how they can help you better your world. We have a special guest today, Leslie Ayer, uh, hails from Toledo, Ohio, and recently moved to Evansville, Indiana. And she is a medium who is capable of communicating with those who have uh, left the physical body behind. And she is now a paranormal investigator 
who works with a team to go out and help people figure out what's happening in their homes when things start uh, going awry in a supernatural way. Leslie, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it, the pleasure is all on this side of the mic. We can we can assure you of that. At what age did you become aware of what you are doing, and how did that how did that uh, reveal itself to you? Well, this is uh, something that's been happening my entire life. Um, started uh, as far back as I can remember, about five years old. Um, wasn't real sure if the things I were seeing were real. Um, I have a pretty creative imagination and, uh, you know, a a mother that told me that the things I was seeing or hearing was, um, you know, imagination or dreams or not real. Um, And it wasn't until about six years ago that I realized that um, it wasn't something that uh, was a dream or or my imagination that that it was actually happening. Um, And then that's when I started to pursue um, the fact that how do I prove that this is happening um, and that I'm not crazy? And, uh, you know, is this real? Was it frightening at first when you started realizing some of these things? Actually, um, it's never been scary for me. It, it, it's kind of weird. It, it was almost like I, it, I was supposed to have done this, and this was something that was in my life's path. Um, there have been a few instances where, um, some things have happened that scared me pretty good, but um, for some reason I've always been pretty um, strong and determined. And in and, um, and the moment when it's happening, you kind of just know what to do and, and um, handle it. So when you're five years old, what were the things that you were seeing and, and how did you react to some of that? Um, when I was a child, uh, There were quite a few instances where um, I had sleep paralysis. Um, I had, I would never actually see much of anything, but things were in the room. I sensed them. Um, There were times I would want to go running into the room and pound on the door to my mom's room and and cry to her, but I couldn't get out of bed because I was being held down and wasn't allowed to um, scream or yell um, with no voice. It started out that way. Um, And then um, as I got a little older, it started to become uh, shadow figures. I would, you know, see out of the corner of your eye something moving, um, mm-hmm. and you know something's there, but you wouldn't see it. Um, and uh, then as the years have gone on, um, the more that I tried to um, not acknowledge it, it seemed like it got a little stronger, and they started going from the shadow figures to hearing the voices, and then um, now... Uh, sensing them all the way around. I can smell, I can see them, I can hear them. Um, It's just the whole shebang kind of went, it's all kind of came together as as the years have gone on, and it's only getting better as I go. Outstanding. What what age were you when you were finally able to actually see them visually in your your Um, mind? Seeing them visually in my mind right around the age of close to 18 years old. I started to um, get a picture in my mind of what uh, you wouldn't actually see them through the eyes, um, like looking down a hallway. I would see them in my in in my mind, um, and and know who it is and what it is, if it's a male or a female, um, 
and then, um, you know, bits and pieces would come through and I would kind of gather those little pieces and, and figure out what they're trying to tell me, what they're trying to get me to do or, or whatever it is that they need. Um, and that's kind of how, that's kind of the age that it really started to get strong. And what kind of things would uh, they be able to communicate? Um, a lot of times, uh, a lot of it wouldn't even make sense. Um, it could be, you know, a, a guy that had passed away, you know, a mile down the road, and for some reason he um, he sensed that I could communicate, um, and he would come through, and I would only gather bits and pieces. Yeah, I, I could get, um, you know, wife, or uh, he would show me, um, like, maybe how he passed away. I would feel a sensation in my heart, maybe he had a heart attack, and then I would have to take whatever I could gather from that and, and figure out what he's trying to let me know. Um, well, we're going to get right back to that in just a second here. We're going to cut away to a break, but when we get back, we're going to get more into how you were able to develop this, and uh, you are listening to the World Beyond Radio Show. We're going to cut to a break for just a moment, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Leslie Ayer, a paranormal investigator and psychic medium. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent. And our special guest today is Leslie Eyre, who is a psychic medium and a paranormal investigator and uses her gifts to help people understand the journey beyond death and helps to investigate uh, homes and businesses that are having problems with paranormal and supernatural activity. Leslie, when we left, we were talking about how you were able to perceive um, spirit when it is around uh, there are so many ways that we can pick up information uh, by s- hearing it or seeing or feeling things. Some people work with smells or taste. How did you develop your ability to perceive spirit when it's near, and how how do you uh, focus in on that? Well, um, once the activity got a little more stronger and things were more coming to light and coming more in my face, um, I started doing a lot of reading and trying to figure out um, what exactly I had really going on and, and try to understand it and then uh, learn how to use it and get better. And um, once I started um, really digging into it and learning it, I realized um, that um, I, was, I was a medium. That's what my gift was. And um, I started uh, digging into it a little more heavily. And once I did, it seemed like doors were constantly opening um, to this gift and and, uh, coming to light and showing me, okay, you did this now, um, you're ready for this next step, and Mm. you're going to experience something new that you haven't experienced yet, we haven't shown you. And um, it seems like uh, the more I read and the more I learn, another door opens, and it's a constant learning process, and it seems like as the years go on and the more I do, the better I become. Um, and I, you know, I'm not the world's best medium and there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can do a lot better than I can, but all I can do is do the best I can do and, um, learn and try to help people because that's what brings the best joy for me is to be able to help people that just need a few answers or just need to, um, know what's going on. And, um, it, it makes people rest easy just to hear those things. And it feels 
it feels good to be able to utilize this the strange gift for that purpose. I agree. That's precisely why I use uh, my gifts to do that too. You know, for decades there just was a, a serious vacuum of information about this kind of thing. And if you were able to find books in the library or, uh, you know, see any kind of specials on you know, TV or whatever, for the longest time, it was uh, of a very negative aspect on this kind of work. Where were you able to find your information? Uh, generally, luckily, you know, for me, this wasn't maybe less than 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, the internet is very available and, and being able to read other people's stories and um, get just about anything you need to know um, out there. But I agree with you, um, a long, long time ago before the internet was so popular, it was tough to find uh, information. And like you said, um, a lot of times people um, didn't believe in it or were afraid to talk about it because you know, people that don't experience these things or know about this, um, they don't understand it and a lot of times will refuse to um, listen or believe it. Um, so having the Internet is a huge thing. Um, I like being able to get on people's websites and, and read about, you know, their stories and how they learned and, and what, you know, how, how they've gotten to the point that they've gotten to. And um, it really is inspiring and it really keeps me motivated and, and keeps me moving and, and, and staying with this gift and helping the people that I do help. How is it uh, uh, accepted by a lot of your family and friends? Is this something that you openly talk about that you can do and that this is what you experience, or is this one of those uh, things that you're very cautious about who you speak about? Um, in the beginning, I uh, was afraid to tell a lot of people um, only you know, my husband knew and maybe my, my, you know, my immediate family and some friends. Um, most of the time I wouldn't speak about it because for number one, I wasn't completely sure that, um, what I was seeing was real. I was afraid that maybe, maybe it was a little crazy and that I didn't want to talk to people about it and have them think that, oh, she's just, she's nuts. Maybe she needs medicine. Um, so I, I kept that hidden for a long time, uh, most of my life. And then uh, once I started becoming more confident and realized that it was happening, I started to um, tell more people. Um, and as the word has gotten out and, you know, my friends and family, most of them know, um, they are accepting of it and they do believe it. And they have experienced things with me to um, definitely believe that it's real. Like what? Um, well, uh, perfect scenario. When I first met my husband, uh, I told him, I said, don't think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you, um, that if you are with me, you will eventually, um, experience things. And I asked him, have you ever seen spirits or ghosts or anything like that? And he said, uh, no, I haven't ever saw one or, or heard one, but I don't, not to say that I don't believe in them. But uh, if I do experience, then, you know, I'll know for sure. And I said, well, just, just be aware because things, these things could happen. And um, a couple years went in and, uh, you know, funny noises are happening in the house. And, you know, and he'd always have an excuse. Oh, it's just, you know, the house settling or there's just, you know, the dog, whatever. And um, one instant, one night, uh, we were laying in bed. And it was generally everything happens between the hours of about 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning. And, uh we were laying in bed and we heard a shatter and it sounded like somebody uh, had smashed a window in the living room. And, uh, my husband's a Marine. So of course he grabs a gun and is going to clear the house Marine Corps style and goes to the whole <laughs> house and doesn't see anything. 
and uh, turns the lights on, and uh, there was a picture that was on the mantel above the fireplace that uh, was three rows deep of pictures. And this particular picture that was laying on the floor had literally come off the mantel somehow or another um, and behind two rows of pictures and smashed all over the floor. And um, he was kind of blown away by that, and he didn't understand how that picture was able to um, do that. And that was one of the first instances that he was kind of like, this is strange and odd, what's going on? Okay, maybe there's something behind it. And um, it, it was a sign on his side of the family and, and later came to light. And, and to this day, he said, I'll never forget that. Um, and that's kind of when it started. And then once he kind of started seeing it and accepting it, more things have happened. And he's, um, he's a big believer. He's a big supporter. Um, he tells me to read all the time to, you know, to keep pursuing it and not to give up because he, he knows that it is real. And, um, it's kind of a neat, neat experience. Now, was that picture, uh, particularly significant in one way or another? Do you think that yeah, the person um, that, that threw that had a reason for, for moving that particular picture? Yes. Um, I knew right away at the time, um, he was going through some issues with his ex-wife and, um, it was, um, a child support issue type thing. And, uh, basically the picture that had fell off the, the mantle was his daughter's picture. And, uh, it was basically somebody on the other side, letting him know to, um, be prepared. Um, things were going to be coming his way, uh, with that, that issue with his uh, ex-wife and his daughter. And, and sure enough, it wasn't even two weeks later, he, he got some, uh, big stories. So, so that was, um, that was, Hello there. that was a, you there? Yeah, the phone there? kind of uh, kind of glitched Uh-oh. up for a little bit. Yep, I'm here. Okay. So yeah, that uh, I don't know if you got where I was telling you that it was a couple weeks later that um, some stories came to light and it had a lot to do with why that picture had fell on the floor for him. You there? Are you there? I am. Whenever the the picture fell, were you able uh, to feel who that might have been on his side of the family that uh, made the picture fall? Um, Actually, I really don't know. And to this day, I really don't know who did. Um, I don't know if it was somebody maybe, you know, maybe on his end or um, maybe somebody on my end letting me know. I don't know. And to this day, I really don't know who, uh, who was involved in that. But it was definitely somebody letting us know that that was coming to light, and um, we needed to acknowledge it. Hmm. What other kinds of things were uh, happening that helped convince your husband that uh, you know this this is a real thing happening? Um, for a while there, he started to um, acknowledge shadow figures in the room. Um, it was one night he was laying in bed, and he said do you do you see something moving across the room and of course i always do so it was like not unusual for me but i said you can see that and he said i'm kind of scared like this is making me nervous and i said well i feel like things are are getting a little better for him because of he's becoming more aware of the surroundings and um has started to go from you know weird noises to now he could see shadow figures and um he's had a few instances where um there's a man that had passed away not too far from our home and he visits my house quite regularly. And, um, 
I see him all the time. I know him very well. Uh, he interacts in the house a lot. Uh, he just likes to come in and, and get acknowledged, and he hangs out, and he leaves, and sometimes I won't see him again for a couple weeks. And uh, he wears the same shirt, same pants. Uh, he wears like a plaid a plaid style uh, dress shirt. He tucks it in, wears the khakis, the whole deal. And um, I've never told anybody that. And uh, one night I was laying in bed, and uh, I kept getting nudged, and it was him. And I told him uh, that night I was real tired. I said, just get, go away, leave me alone. Uh, not tonight. And uh, he left. Well, apparently he uh, went into the other room where my husband Leslie. was. Leslie, uh, okay. Yes. You there? Go ahead. Okay. Um, he yeah, I think the phone uh, kind of glitched. He had went into the other room and um, started nudging on my husband. And uh, my husband opened his eyes and saw him completely. The whole he saw his shirt, his pants. Thought there was a man in the house, and it scared the living daylights out of him. And he jumped up, and come running in the bedroom, and he he, he said, "Oh my God, there's a man in the house!" And I said, "What man?" He said, "I don't know, but he was pushing on me." And I opened my eyes, and he was standing there. And uh, I said, well, "What did he look like?" And he he started describing him, and. I said, that's just John. He said, John? Who's John? I don't know John. And uh, I said, that's the, the man that uh, passed away that, does, that didn't live too far from us. And he said, I never, I never knew I would be able to see something like that. And I said, well, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from there on, it's time, you know, the years have gone on. We're, we're about 10 years in. And he, he doesn't uh, ever disbelieve anything he hears or sees anymore. He, he believes everything now, so... Has he learned to accept uh, seeing the shadow figures walking around? He definitely does not like any. He doesn't like that. He doesn't. He told me, he said, if I could just not see any or feel or sense any of that, I would be a much happier person. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like it. It freaks him out. Um, but he deals with it, and he usually comes to me to, to try to help him, you know, get him out of here, tell him to leave or do something, burn some sage or whatever it takes because, uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable. Um, but he deals with it, and, uh, he, you know, like I said, he accepts it. He just he just doesn't like that side at all. <laughs> hmm. For me, There's you know, a... I just, I'm just like, hey, you know, like I want to see who this is and interact with them, and he's like, no, tell him to leave. <laughs> that is true. That I, I worked a third shift for... 23 years and saw shadow all the time and never even thought twice about it. I thought that everybody could see that out of the corner of their eye and it turned out not to be the case, but I, I never felt threatened at all seeing shadows moving around. So it wasn't anything that bothered me, but I, I know a lot of people that uh, are really, really shook up over shadows, but we'll get uh, back uh, to that topic when we get back from our break. We're going to cut away for just a few minutes. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be talking to Leslie Eyre about mediumship and her abilities and how she uses those to investigate when we return to the World Beyond radio show. Stay tuned, folks. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. 
from astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent. Today, our special guest is Leslie Ayer. She is a psychic medium and a paranormal investigator, and she's using her skills to help people understand the world beyond our world and helping people to understand the origin and nature of paranormal activity by using her skills and gifts and talents to be able to see into the spirit world and communicate with those who have uh, lost their mortal coil. Leslie, we were talking about shadow figures before, and I've, I've 
you know, I mentioned that they've never really uh, given off any kind of a negative vibe for me. I've never felt anything bad coming from them. But so many people that I talk to just simply do not like having shadow figures around. What is your uh, opinion on shadow figures whenever you're looking at them? Um, generally, for me, um, if I see something out of the corner of my eye, I kind of try to stop and, and figure out what it is exactly because um, sometimes uh, shadow figures can be a negative thing and sometimes they can be um, something that's not going to hurt you or bother you. Um, so I'm kind of one of those, if I do catch it, um, I need to know why it's uh, not coming to light for me and um, if it is, like I said, just a, uh, you know, maybe a past level and it doesn't have enough energy to produce itself or it's just a spirit moving through um, or if it's a negative energy. And um, I just got to kind of, I got to kind of focus on it and, and, and see what its deal is. So I'm kind of a, I got to, I got to feel it out first um, to say whether or not if it's, if it feels right or not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they are always around. Um, it doesn't matter what time of the day um, you, you catch that little thing out of the corner of your eye. Um, more than likely, it is a shadow figure or a spirit. And I always tell people, if you if you sense that, then that's your first acknowledgement that it's uh, something that's um, an energy that is there that's trying to get your attention. Um, and, you know, for people that aren't mediums or psychic, um, to be able to get that opportunity is pretty cool. And I always try to tell people, if you can sense that, then you have some sense, um, and um, you should accept that. Do you work with a uh, regular set of spirit guides that kind of help you out? Yes. Um, between my spirit guides and um, my past family members, um, they guide me all the time. They, you know, put the little whisper in my ear and say, you know, this is right, this is wrong, or um, kind of tell me which direction to go. Um, yes, I do. I have um, one main spirit guide uh, that really guides me, and then, um, like I said, a, a pretty strong backing in family, past family members. How were you um, introduced to your spirit guide? How did you uh, maintain that that connection and relationship? Um, it, it started out uh, about the age of 21. I, if something was um, getting ready to happen or... Um, something bad or whatever, I would hear a male voice. Uh, and it almost sounded like it was audible, like you would hear it in the room. And uh, at first I was like, what the heck was that? Like, that was weird, you know? And then as time went on, it, um, I would hear it in my head and, and it would say, you know, don't do that or we need you to go this direction or you should be going this, doing this. And uh, I started researching the spirit guides and how to connect with them and uh, meditating and learning how to um, – see them and hear them and uh, know that that's who it is. And uh, once I did that, um, anytime I need some good help or I need a a good answer, I kind of just do my meditation and ask for help, and um, they're always there. And uh, he definitely guides me in the right direction. Have you ever worked with um, any spirits that are um, higher than just a a regular spirit guide or a spirit traveler, you know, anything uh, celestial or, or, you know, I hate to say more well-known, but have you worked with anything like an archangel or anything else like that that's helped you through this kind of work? Um, I believe that I have. Um, I believe that um, there had been a few instances where 
I've been in some pretty negative um, homes uh, with demonic entities that uh, were bothering me pretty bad. Um, you know, that's a whole other story in itself. Um, and I had to learn how to manage this because dealing with the spirit world, you're going to have to deal with um, them as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I knew it was an eventually going to happen to me that I was going to run into a demon um, and I did, and uh, I wasn't aware that it, it was able to uh, attach to you somewhat and, and interact with your life after you have left those, um, those homes. And uh, I, I called on for some help, um, asking uh, Archangel Michael uh, for help. And uh, it, sure enough, it wasn't even a day later he came to me, and I actually believe that I actually physically saw him, um, whether it was maybe in my dream or, or it was real. Um, but I saw him and he came to me and told me that everything would be all right. And, uh, he would help, uh, help me through this matter. And it wasn't no sooner as the next day at this thing was completely out of my life. And it was from there on that I, I really do believe that the angels do, um, help you. And if you call on them, they will come, um, and, and guide you. That's, that's their purpose. And that's what they're here for. And if you need them, they're there. Um, so I really believe that, uh, he is a big part of my life. Um, and he, he's there anytime I need him. Absolutely. I also work with Michael as well. And he's, uh, he's been there when I needed him. So what is the, the, uh, the group that you're with that you do investigations with? Um, the group that I've been with now for, oh, I want to say it's almost, I want to say probably three years, uh, Interstate Paranormal Investigators. Um, it's a group, a small group, a good group of guys. Um, most of them, um, they got the whole setup. They go into homes. They, you know, they, they got their cameras and their EVP recorders. And um, there's another man that's part of the group um, that uh, he can sense energy. Uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. see spirits, um, but he can walk, literally walk into a room and he puts his hands out and, uh, he can literally, uh, feel an electrical outlet from about three foot away in a dark room and know that something, uh, some type of energy is there. And sure enough, you get a flashlight and there it is. Um, so he's pretty neat. And then, uh, when they asked me to join them, um, I looked at it as an opportunity to, uh, get better at my skill, um, and, uh, help people. And uh, so I joined them about three years ago, and uh, we go to homes, and and, uh, they do their little investigations. And I generally, uh, when we get there, um, they will not tell me the story of what's happening in the home. And uh, they have me go in, and I kind of do my little walkthrough on my own and uh, basically get a sense of what's going on. And they love the fact that when I come out, I'm able to tell them exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel good to know that this gift I have is real and it's, it's, it's honest and um, it kind of blows people away when I come out and say, this is going on, this is what's happening in the home. And they're like, how did you know that, you know? And uh, it's kind of a fun little thing for me. Um, it's kind of like a game and it also is a learning experience. Absolutely. It, it, you know, for people like us that have these gifts, uh, sometimes just receiving a, a little bit of validation is the world of difference. Right. Oh, it, so, it makes all the difference. Yeah. So are you the only medium that works with that group other than the, the uh, energy sensitive? Yes, I'm the only one. So your validation comes from uh, background research and, and title research and, and those kinds of things. Right. Okay. Now, 
how many investigations do you think that you've uh, conducted in the last three years? Um, I would say it's slowed down quite a bit in the last year, but um, I'd say I've probably been on a good at least 20 or more um, in the last three years. And like I said, every time that I, when I first went, um, it was uh, a learning experience. And it seems like every time I go to another place, it, it gets better and better. And, I, and my gift gets more clearer. And I kind of amaze myself every time, like, wow, I couldn't believe that I could actually do that. And uh, it, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun and I enjoy it. And anytime that they call me or anybody asks me to be a part of something that has to do with paranormal or, um, I'm always in, it just, I look at it as a good learning experience and it makes my gift so much better. And, um, I really enjoy it. Do you make a practice of, uh, helping, uh, earthbound spirits to cross over in, in order to help solve some of the, the uh, issues that are happening in homes and businesses? Um, I've done it a few times. I, I'm, I haven't really um, had an opportunity to uh, really do that a whole lot and, and to understand it real well. Um, I, I'm pretty positive in what when I have done it that it was um, I was doing it correctly and it, and it did work. Um, but I haven't had too many chances to really um, fine tune on that and um, do that. Generally, when I go in, it's usually a, a communication. Somebody wants to talk to somebody or actually see what's going on. Um, most of the time, these homes, they don't want the person or uh, whatever it is there to cross over. Um, so uh, it, I don't know. It's just it's one of them things. I, it's something that I haven't got to do a whole lot of yet. I've I've been finding that uh, a lot of times when I'm called out to places, they don't want the problem to go away. They just want to better understand the problem. Right. And I've I've been specifically asked not to to um, make things go away or to make the the issue stop. They just I, th I think most people are really intrigued that it's happening, and it's kind of almost like a bragging point that they've got a ghost in the house or whatever. But um, have you also noticed that whenever you're going on investigations? Yes. Um, if it's something that is not really uh, tormenting or scaring anybody in the, in their home or wherever it's at, um, they don't want it to leave. They they think it's kind of interesting and fun. They just kind of want to know what it is. Like, can you tell me, is it a is it a person or is it, you know, so-and-so that lived here years ago? And they just kind of want to know so that when it happens the next time, they understand what it is and they can kind of respond to it. Um, the only instances where somebody would want it out is if it's actually harming or if it's a demonic in entity that's causing harm or, or havoc in a house. Um, that would be the only chance that um, you would hear somebody say, actually, I want this out of my house. You know. Um, now, what percentage of uh, investigations have you been on where you're called out there because people are absolutely certain it's a demon and it has to be a demon. And then when you get there, you find out it's just uncle Ned wanting to, you know, say hello and everything's fine. Um, usually when, um, somebody calls and is uh, pretty positive that it's demonic. Um, every time that I've ever been called it, it has, um, it has been a bad spirit. Um, that may have, and sometimes I've been in homes where, um, there was, you know, uncle John or whatever that was there and he was being controlled by, uh, demonic entities that were already there. And, um, 
he, uh, you know, was doing things to, you know, convince the family members that he was there. But then at the same time, people are getting scratched and pushed and um, are uneasy and not and not doing well in their homes. So um, most of the time when uh, it feels wrong, it's wrong and it's not a good thing. Hmm. Now, do you, uh, when you're crossing people over, uh, do you call in the light or are you just... Uh, convincing people that it's their time to move on um i ask you know for guidance uh, you know a small prayer please you know higher power of god whoever's there with me please you know help me get this um this person to cross forward um to acknowledge the fact that they have passed away and move on, move forward um and we try to communicate that with them on the other side and generally um if they want to go they'll go um, once you kind of open that door. Well, we're going to talk go. about some of your investigations on our last segment, but we're going to cut to a break right now. Folks, you're listening to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and we'll be right back with our guest, Leslie Ayer, in just a minute. Stay tuned. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge 
that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. What happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genex provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Wegent, and as always, we're coming at you from Evansville, Indiana. Our show is produced and carried by the X-Zone Broadcast Network and Relmar McConnell Media Company, headquartered in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. For more information on their network, or to listen to any of my own archived shows, or to see some of the other hosts that uh, are produced by the X-Zone Broadcast Network, you may visit www.xzbn.net. If you wish to contact me about my show or about any other matters, or to be a guest on my show, you can contact me by email at joewegent, that's Joe, W-E-I-G-A-N-T, at xzbn.net. To get more information about my work, you can visit my websites, paranormalpeace.com and reikichoice.com. Our guest today has been Leslie Ayer. And she yep. understand the world beyond the living by using her gifts to help people understand more about the world beyond our world. Leslie, uh, what would you say in your investigations was your your uh, your best investigation or your scariest investigation? Hmm. I've had so many. Um, I'd say one of the scariest investigations for me um, 
would have to be a home that I'd done um, in just outside of Boonville, Indiana here. And uh, the family had called the group that I'm with and were they didn't tell me they at this point i i didn't know when i was called at the house that it was all these things were happening i i was just basically told that they were requesting me only and uh that they didn't want the the whole uh group there uh to aggravate whatever it was that was there and instantly i already had knew that it was uh, not going to be good um and i almost turned it down and and from the feelings that i got i almost said you know i don't know if i really want to do this um, but these people, um, when I had talked with the group, they said that they were pretty um, in a bad spot and that they were on their last leg with dealing with whatever was going on in this house and that they were really needing my help. So I agreed to do it. Um, and when I got to the home, um, the whole entire family was waiting for me. There was probably a good seven people living in this home, and everybody was – there was the mother, the father, um, the sister to the – to the uh, the lady of the house, and then um, about four kids, and they were all between the ages of about 16 down to about 12 years old. And uh, the children were living in the upstairs, um, and uh, there was two rooms on each side of the, the house at the top, and uh, the boys slept in one side of the, the top, and then the girls slept on the other end. And uh, when I pulled up to the house, they were all waiting for me outside like so excited that I was there and um, just started going off with these stories and telling me everything. And I, I kind of had to stop everybody because everybody was talking over every, each other. And uh, I said, take me to where the activity is at. And uh, so they um, said, okay, okay. So they brought me in and we went upstairs. And uh, no sooner as I get up there, I just, just felt this heavy, heavy, dark, just terrible energy there. And it was definitely trying to avoid me and um, got to looking around. Uh, I had the family be quiet, and uh, I sat there for a little bit and um, kind of got the vibe that um, before they had moved in, there was some, um, some activity going on in the house. And I had asked the lady, I said, how long was this house empty? And she told me it was empty for a couple years and um, that uh, they were the first people to move in. And I said, well, there um, definitely was some um, seances or some people came in, kids probably being not realizing what they're doing, but um, they've called on some evil things, and, and there's a very evil um, thing in this home that portrays itself as a, um, a, a like a teenage boy. And as soon as I said that, uh, the one girl was like, yes, yes, his name is, I don't remember what his name was, Tim or whatever, um, his name's Tim. And I said, oh, so you, you've interacted with him. And she said, yeah, he's, he's like 18, 19 years old. And I said, okay. And, uh, no soon as I, uh, started bringing him up, uh, I, it sounded like somebody stepped on a cat. It was loud as, as plain as day. You hear, Row! and I said, wow, we're somebody stepped on a cat. And, uh, the one kid said, that's not, um, that's not a, a cat. We don't have a cat. And I said, what do you mean it's not a cat? He said, well, it's a cat, but it's not a real cat. And I said, well, what do you, what do you mean? And he said, I see it all the time. It's a, it's a black cat. It's a shadow cat. And uh, it, it runs around, and it, it makes these hissing noises and meows. And he said, it's not a real cat because I've chased it behind a, uh, a dresser, and uh, it wasn't there. And right then and there, I knew uh, something, this is not good. So I asked the whole family to um, go downstairs and, and leave me up there. And so I'm sitting on the bed, 
And uh, I'm recording this on EVP the whole time. And in the other room, I start hearing what sounds like something jumping on the bed, um, like a spring. So it's it's making this bouncing noise. And um, I said, I know that you're here. You know, I know what's going on. I'm very well aware of it. Uh, I need you to to show yourself to me and, and, um, we're going to, we're going to end this today. And, um, it started jumping, the bed started moving very rapidly. And I, I went to stand up to go into the other room where it was happening and it immediately stopped. And, uh, the girl mm-hmm. that was with me, that was part of the group was about to have a heart attack. She sat there and was like, Oh my God, you know, what do we do? What do we do? And I said, well, uh, this is what you've been looking for and you're about to see what's, you know, what's really going on. So we went in the other room to try to determine what was what it was, and uh, the kid heard us talking about it, um, and he, he came up the stairs, and he's like, that bed does that all the time. He said, it's that thing, you know. And uh, I said, okay. So um, I said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to go downstairs, and uh, we're going to kind of check the whole place out, and I'm going to leave this EVP recorder um, here on the counter while we go downstairs. So I left it running, and uh, we go downstairs, and uh, – I start smelling um, what smelled like um, cat urine. And I asked that family, I said, are you positive you guys don't have a cat? And the girl that was with me, she said, I smell it too. And uh, once again, the the kid says, that's that cat. It's that ghost cat. And I look out of the corner of my eye, and I see it run into um, a closet door. And I hurried up and went over there and opened that door, and it was just a regular old door, um, definitely not a real cat. It, it went through the door, and uh, we opened the door, and it smelled like uh, a cat box in there. And I, I kind of looked around, and everybody could smell it. And uh, they got to talking about the cat and how many times they've seen it. And it, within a few minutes of standing there, um, I noticed the smell was gone. And I, I, I turned over to the other the other girl that was with us, and I said, "Do you do you notice that the smell is gone? And she said, yeah, that's weird. And I said, wow, this place is just crazy. And um, we went outside, and I had a a pretty good talk with the family about what was going on. There was a lot more things that had happened. um, But uh, needless to say, um, when I had a chance to listen to that recording uh, while I left that EVP in the home while we were not in there, um, this thing was extremely aggravated um it was hitting the dresser um breathing into it growling um you could hear it making those crazy cat noises um and this family was in a real bad situation and uh at that point i had advised them on this was something that was out of my control as far as getting it out um i would be able to um help alleviate it and and calm it down to a degree until the 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 proper help came in to um, get this out of their lives um, because it was um, scratching people, it was shoving people down the stairs, um, hitting, slamming doors, um, breaking things, uh, starting fires, like just just unbelievable things. And um, what's kind of crazy is this, pan- this these people were desperately needing my help and uh, I, I contacted the right people to get, to get this thing out of their home and when this group of people that were going to come get it out called this family and asked them if they wanted it gone, uh, they didn't want it to leave. They didn't want it to leave. No. And, uh, to this day it bugged me really bad. I, I tried contacting them, um, and, and asking them if, you know, if that's 
something that they were positive on because when I was there, they were they were all in really bad shape. They were scared for their lives. They didn't want to be in the home. And then for them to say, I, I we decided we were fine. It's not that bad anymore, and uh, we're just gonna we're no, we don't need the help. And I, it kind of just is very uneasy with me. And every time I think about it, it makes me aggravated. I, I don't know if this thing that was there has some type of control over them and has convinced them that, you know, it's okay. Um, but if I ever had the opportunity, I would definitely like to, um, I would like to go back there and, and, and make sure that it is what it is, but I really don't believe that it is. Hmm. I wonder what would make them want to uh, keep something like that around that's causing so much havoc. Um, I think that whatever is in that house, which I know is definitely demonic, um, has a very strong power and um, is manipulative and it knows how to control people. And I think that it probably backed down on its uh, aggressive behavior and slowed down to a degree to play it cool um, just so that nobody would go in there and remove it. And um, it has convinced the family that it's okay and um, they're fine. And it's it's scary because uh, they really don't comprehend what they're dealing with. These things on these type of things uh, can destroy lives um, and make people make people crazy, you know. And uh, it's just it's scary to know that that thing is still there. And I really hope the family has moved away or something. But I'm just it just bugs me to know that they're still there with it. Yeah, I've also uh, dealt quite a bit with some of the uh, the darker elements of the uh, other side of the of the uh, of, of the world, and it's not a, a fun place to be. But uh, that's kind of part of what I do is get rid of those uh, kinds of things for people. Right. Leslie, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show with us today, and. Uh, for all of our listeners on the World Beyond Radio Show, thank you for tuning in. We will be back again and talking to another guest and bringing you the best there is out there. Thank you for listening today, folks, and thank you for listening to the World Beyond Radio Show. I'm your host, Joe Weechman.